What's Up Whittier? Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Hey guys, producer Christine here with this week's community corkboard announcements. Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. we have the Whittier Farmers Market located at the corner of Philadelphia and Bright. And I uh, hope you guys have been to the farmer's market. Check it out. Get some tea. Maybe get an acai bowl. Check out the breads and all of the produce available. On November 14th and 28th, make sure to check out the Whittier City Council meeting starting at 6.30 p.m. at Whittier City Hall to learn more about our lovely town of Whittier and to kind of keep updated with what's going on. If you can't make it, you can also watch on Channel 3 starting at 6.30. It is a live broadcast. From November 10th through the 18th at 8 p.m., check out The Curious Savage. Ethel P. Savage, recently widowed and gifted with $10 million by her late husband, is committed to the cloisters, a genteel sanitarium by her greedy stepchildren. Can she outwit them? Go on over to the Whittier Center Theater located at 7630 Washington Avenue to check out the show. Tickets are $12 to $15. And another beautiful thing about Whittier is that we have a theater and we're able to support the art. So, uh, you know, enjoy a nice night out. Probably be really funny and witty. Um, Dry humor if you're into it. On Saturday, November 18th, starting at 10 a.m., there is a turkey giveaway at Zoe Christian Fellowship, located at 10252 Mills Avenue. Families in need will receive a turkey and all the trimmings including box stuffing, canned yams, gravy, chicken broth, vegetables, cranberry sauce, box cake, and frosting. So check that out. And I don't know if you remember, but in the Michael Serrell episode, he talked about his Whittier Pay It Forward group, and right now they're doing a canned food drive. So if you happen to be at Cielo Beauty Bar, the 6740 California Sports Nutrition, Michael Serrell Fitness Studio, or any of the other groups that are participating in the Pay It Forward group, oh, Couture Salon and Spa also, just make sure whenever you go, drop off a can. Next time you're at the grocery store, maybe grab like five bucks of something, you know. Um, we're really fortunate to be able to go to the grocery store and get whatever we want, right? So it's important to share the gratitude in the season of giving. So in this episode, I said something wrong. I'd like to make a correction. And I'd like to add that I've actually been going to Joe Peep's New York Pizza since November of 1998, which is like 19 years. So Um, do you have something you'd like us to feature in the community corkboard? Tag us on Instagram. Check out our Facebook at What's Up Whittier or send us an email at whatsupwhittierpod at gmail.com. Also, if you like this podcast and think other Whittier townies would like it, recommend it to them if you have a friend who has never heard of Whittier because yes I get it we're between freeways and it's 15 minutes um to go anywhere recommend the show as you heard we did have our episode with Alexander Robert we're gonna put that out next week so those of you that were there live you got to hear it before so that's why we want you guys to stay updated with us you know we have a lot of exciting things coming up for the rest of the year and we like the whole community to join us so don't forget to subscribe or else you'll miss out Also, today I'm recording this. It is November 12th. On November 14th, I think at 6 o'clock, we're going to have a live episode with Masataka. You heard it here first um, with David Fuerte. We're going to have a live episode so you can pop in, grab the taco special of the day, and enjoy the show. 
Alrighty. Well, you guys are sure to enjoy this episode. I can guarantee it. So take it away, Justine Remo. What's up, Whittier? Da -da -da. Uh, we have two people filling in for two other people that are switching roles today. Yeah, it's a little so different. I'm filling in for Jesse. And I'll fill in for Remo. Uh, he, <laughs> better look at Remo than Remo is a better look at Remo. Uh, so we have a very uh, picky guest. Very today. special, very special, very special picky guest. Special. Yes, special guest. We have the one and only best architect in the world, maybe Mars. In <laughs> the out. universe. The universe. Not yet, man. Um, we have Jesse, Jesse Carrillo. Welcome, Jesse. Thank you, thank you. So, you a little nervous? Are you a little nervous? Uh, I've been nervous the whole week, man. <laughs> but um, uh, I thought you were going to say special because I, I, I brought some pizza and beer, man. So, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. You should have had it kind of for Any, something. Anytime a guest brings uh, pizza, especially beer, yeah. they're, they're starting off on the right foot. And Jesse, you brought six beers, so <laughs> for, for all three of us. Yeah. So welcome, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, this is actually our uh, our second take at this bad boy. We had some technical difficulties. Actually, more importantly, we didn't have pizza and beer. Exactly. So, so we had to redo it with pizza and beer. Yeah. So here we are. Food and drink technicalities. But we all brought our own favorite pizza, though. Yes. So we each brought a pizza. And uh, so there's a lot of pizza for three people. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's a lot of pizza. So if anyone's uh, everybody, everybody wants pizza, <laughs> yeah. by the time you hear this and it's in our refrigerator, just ask us for pizza. Cold pizza. It is the best, actually. Yeah. Uh, but but it, so so it's one of those things where we'll, 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 we've already started eating, so <laughs> yeah. we kind of yeah. take a, st a stab at, at the favorite pizza that you guys each yeah. brought. Setting up the mic takes a little bit longer than it does <laughs> to eat a slice of pizza, so. <laughs> Well, here, so so the whole idea behind obviously bringing pizzas because that's my favorite favorite meal. It's like my go-to meal, um, and so I wanted to see what what you guys uh, what you consider your favorite pizza. So uh, I guess you guys will start there before we get into a little bit yeah. about me or you want Remo. To? Do you want to go on the first? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's me, Remo. Um, well, like, why did I bring the pizza that uh, I what brought? Pizza? Did you bring? Oh, I brought pizza from Joe Peeps New York Pizza. And I really love this pizza because I've been eating it. And that's actually really funny because the guy who owns the place, Oscar, um, this morning when I went to go pick up the pizza, he's like, yeah, you know, how long have you been coming here? Because he said he was working there since 2000 with the old owners, Kevin and Christine. And it was I would go there all the time after school. And I've anyway, I've been eating pizza there for 17 years. So that's why I brought Joe Peeps. And um, I love that pizza, and I'm really glad we got to try it after the Stephanie Chu episode. And I thought I would bring it back as my contender for good pizza in Whittier. So you had pizza on a pacifier? Is that how? Old? A pizza on a pacifier. <laughs> Seventeen oh. years. Yeah, thank I mean, you, thank you. No, I was eight. <clears throat> I was oh, yeah. eight years old. <laughs> yeah. I was eight when was I first had the pizza. No, they had, they had a Gerber cups. <laughs> Gerber <laughs> pizza. Uh, well, I, I brought uh, from Fork and Good the chorizo breakfast and egg pizza. Um, and it's really loaded. It's funny if you tell them it's from Re for Remo. I think they fill it up a lot more because <laughs> extra scoop of yeah. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of chorizo. There is right. Um, so, but what's funny about the pizza is I'm not a big dairy person, and they put the, this white sauce, whatever the white sauce is. Mm -hmm. So it hooks up my stomach really well. <laughs> we need to speed up this podcast. <laughs> and I ended up bringing uh, 
pizza from Gondolas, uh, which is not in Whittier, but it's uh, close to my house. Um, it's on the corner so, of Santa Gertrudez and Imperial. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. La Habra? And, uh, it's in La Mirada. La Mirada. And, um, I mean, it's borderline. Border, border, it's in La Mirada, but it's Boo. borderline. No, we <laughs> <laughs> no, like La Mirada. But, it, but it's so good, man. It's uh, For me, you know, I've been trying different places, and, and uh, that one so far has been the, my go-to. Um, I've tried Pizza Mania, which is in Whittier, which is down the street. Um, but, uh, you know, for me still, Gondolas is, is, uh, is, is, is your go-to place. spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would say Gondolas is like second place in the Singer household. Really? Yeah. Nice. We like it. My grandpa liked it a lot. Yeah. And, I, and for me, I always ask for extra crispy too. So mm. um, just, you know, anybody who can make a right crisp on the pizzas and... Mm. Good pizza. And there's our podcast. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So everybody try out those pizzas. Well, what do you, did you guys like the different pizzas that you tried? I I like them all. I mean, it's. uh, Well, one comment that you had was that you like Joe Peep's pepperoni. Yeah, Joe Peep's pepperoni is is, uh, definitely good. It's it's a little spicier than than the ones I've had, Mm -hmm. um, which is good. I usually kind of try to gauge like if it's gonna be a really good pizza or not by how much grease it has, and so like uh, if it's pretty dry, it, it might not be that great for me. Okay. It's gotta be like and it's like we're the exact opposite. When <laughs> I look at some of the pizzas and they're dripping with oil, I'm like, oh my! Does anyone have a towel I could <laughs> wipe this thing down with? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that, yeah, when I saw Joe Peeps, I was like, right, this is this is this is it. I uh, I had a slice of. Um, what is it? Pizza Hut pizza, like an hour before we came here. No way. So uh, I'm not. I didn't get a chance to try your guys' yet. So hopefully by the end of the podcast, I'm gonna take a piece of it. So the other reason why we we had to restart this thing was because I want to make sure we're having some good pizza. We're having some good beer. So my I brought in a six pack of my favorite beer. It's from a Maui Brewing Company. It's uh, called Bikini Blonde. It's a it's a lager. It's um it's one that we. I say we because my wife and I discovered this one when we were out in uh, Maui uh, vacationing. and uh, big time right there. Yeah, man. We were like, we're going to try some local beer. And obviously they handed us this. And, oh, man, we just fell in love with it to do, a point where. Do they normally drink it warm like we're drinking it? Yeah. <laughs> it's in the morning, man. What do you expect? Um, <laughs> right after the coffee? Just yeah, uh, yeah. warm beer to chase it down. Warm beer. Yeah, no, man. We, we, we fell in love with the beer to the point where, you know, we're. We packed our suitcases with uh, with a really? couple six packs. Yeah. Where do you where do you pick it up? Some people want to. Uh, this one I picked up at Bevmo. Okay. Um, Bevmo, right there on Whittier Boulevard. So. Nice. Anyways, it was good. So just and actually, sorry, and uh, I also found out that uh, and I've ordered the beer there. Is uh, the bottle room actually carries? Uh, oh really? Carries this. Yeah. So okay. that's kind of cool. All right. So we know what you like to eat. We know like what you like to drink. But uh, <laughs> who are you, Jesse? Oh man! Tell us. So, Sit on the couch. Spill the beans. What do you do? Who are you? Why Woodier? Why Woodier? all in one sentence? So, um, so I'm an architect here in Woodier. Uh, my offices are here in Woodier. I'm in, I'm at the uh, Nixon uh, building. Uh, on this Green. is actually the the podcast headquarters where we allow you to that's right <laughs> work, <laughs> where, where you work out of you and do some architectural work here exactly. but this let's just it's get the that what's straight. up with your studio <laughs> exactly actually yeah. officially we on can, our website yeah yeah 
So, uh, so my officer here, I've been here for, for about three years. Um, I've been an architect, uh, or I've been in the industry for about, uh, 17 years, um, licensed as an architect for the last seven years. Um, and like I said, uh, on my own for the last three. So I've, uh, I've, uh, I've been around for, for good, good, good chunk of time. Yeah. So what is that first ten years? You said you've been licensed for seven years. Yeah. So so the doing just side jobs and yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, here, here's the thing. So like in my in my case, it's uh, uh you you can't call yourself an architect um, if you're not uh, licensed by the state. Meaning uh, you got to go through through uh, uh, testing, um, uh, kind of like the bar. Like you know, yeah. you got to go mm-hmm. through tests before you, yeah before you can call yourself a lawyer and all that stuff. <laughs> So same thing. It's you know you got to take some schooling, you got to take some exams, and then once and you hopefully get all, pass them. Yeah, once you pass <laughs> them, you, you you can call yourself. Well, then once you pass everything, they'll they'll give you a, a certificate and all that stuff, and you're uh, registered as an architect at the uh, California Architects Board, which is the one that that uh, oversees and manages the um, all the architects uh, throughout California. Um, so so yeah so the the only way you, again you can call yourself an architect is if you've gone through this process, um, and so that happened about seven years ago. Before that, I was just working. I was essentially like a designer. Is is what what you hear people refer themselves as if they're not uh, a licensed architect. Um, so I was working for for a couple firms um, here locally. So. Um, so that's that's me as an architect. Um, you know why why I do what I do. It's kind of like uh, you know uh, I think it comes it comes back from or it goes to when I was a kid. You know I, I used to love you know sketching, drawing, and and uh, to a point where sometimes I started painting on the walls. You know, mm-hmm. and my parents be like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> you had a red bottom for a while. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man, I was I was an artistic kid and. Uh, and it wasn't until to like um high school actually um throughout throughout school I was taking like art classes and all that you know but uh in high school I decided to take um I think I kind of capped out at all the art classes they were giving so the next one was that was creative was uh they suggested to do a, a dra- it was a drafting class mm-hmm. so I took that drafting class um that one was really cool I mean it, it was um we were drafting like uh, mechanical parts and stuff like that, but for me, just to take like the portion, the part of of being able to draw things, but then make things kind of um, at that point we're doing like three dimensional or axiometrics uh, or uh, perspective views and stuff like that. I thought for me it was kind of cool because the first time I learned how to do something like that, you know, like three point perspective and all that stuff. Um, Christina and I are looking at you like, like what's the three-point <laughs> perspective? Yeah, let's bring it down a couple well, notches. So, there. so like, at the, I mean, now, now you see things it's, like it's the stuff with depth. What depth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you draw a building, and, and instead of so being it's flat, it, times width, times height. Yeah. Well, when you're drawing, <laughs> like, I don't know. well, when you're drawing a, <laughs> too much beer for you. Christina. Yeah, no, I'm just like when you draw a building, uh, you know, you would have like a flat elevation, which is what we call 2D. Mm-hmm. But then, if you if you draw all like like two sides of it, or sometimes three sides of it, then all of it becomes a, a perspective view. So, mm-hmm. kind of adds a little depth to it. Um, Just like some of these things that we're looking at, right? Those are yeah, all yeah. The, the that face front one is. Oh, it's yeah. like a two D. The yeah. top left corner. Yeah. We'll put yeah. a picture. Yeah. 
for the Turnbull residents. That's right. So it's a nice project you got there. Thank you, thank you. And so it's one of those things where, like, you know, when I learned that stuff, it's funny because I learned that in the drafting class, and then all of a sudden I learned that at a at a uh, um, art class. And I mean, I was just so fascinated. I was drawing. I, I remember that in art class where you draw a point. And then you connect all the lines, yeah, yeah. and then you erase everything yeah. at the end. Yeah, <laughs> that was an art class, though. That was like yeah. a, a text class. Or That's whatever. what I'm saying. So I was learning that at, at an art class. We're drawing like railroads, you know, railroad tracks. Like that's kind of like where you start off from. Uh, and then we, and then obviously I, I learned it again in this drafting class, and and uh, so I took that, and then from there I took I took another drafting class, but this one was more at, with an emphasis on uh, architecture. At that point, I didn't I didn't know what architecture was, um, or at least the, uh, that arch, an architect and that profession existed. Um, you thought people just drew for a living? And yeah, <laughs> like you know, again, well, the best job in the world, right? You're a kid, man. It's like uh, at that point, at least for me, I wasn't really exposed on many careers. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, but that class uh, really you know exposed the architecture side of of of, uh, of this career, and and it was. It was given by uh, the instructor was a licensed architect. Like he had his own business that he was a part time uh, educator. So this is in high school or in college? This is high school. High school. High school. Yeah, and um, and so he, you know, he, cool guy, man. He's uh, very patient. You know, really wanted to teach teach us all, and and um, he saw that you know I was able to pick up on things real quickly, and and uh, obviously he saw. You know that I love sketching and drawing, and he thought free labor. Yeah, it was. So anyway, so he said, you know, so he started kind of start talking about like, hey, have you ever thought about becoming an architect or going into this kind of profession? And he kind of taught me about what it was because at that point, I was like, what the hell's an architect and what do they do? And um, how much do they make? Yeah, it's always a question, right? And uh, and so I, I got I got interested in in at, at that moment, and and obviously he started. Um, he sort of guided me through the whole process, man. I mean, it got to a point where, like, um, uh, you know, the other classmates were doing still drawings, and he, and I was past that. He yeah. he had me doing like little three D models, you know. They were and, doing uh, stick men, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so the, when you see free labor, it's like that's yeah. why I'm like, we're I was modeling like models for heck his projects, you know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, man, it's kind of you know, kind of. It cool. worked out for both of you, yeah. So uh, anyway, so that, that was kind of cool. It's uh, you know he, uh, uh, so he was the one kind of introduced me to the profession, and that's that's how I got into it. Um, and uh, and I am where I am. The funny thing is that I actually ran into him. Uh, I ran into him a couple times because he's here locally. Um, I ran into him at the city a couple times, man. So that was kind of cool just to see. Uh, did you check his work or did he check your work? No, that's funny because he starts looking at me like trying to peek at like, well, so what do you got what going project on? You have? Like, what are you working on? And here? you bring in reams of paper, like the big bundles. Yeah. Well, it's funny because he he's uh, he's an old school guy, man. He's he's old. I mean, uh, so he's still drawing by hand. He's still doing wow. all his drawings by hand. And so you're right. Like his his drawings are maybe like two or three sheets or something like that. Uh-huh. And here I come in with the big roll of drawings. And it's like, so he's kind of like, oh, man, what, you know, what, what is this guy working on, you know? Um, so I was kind of cool being able to run into him uh, uh, at the city um, and explain to him, you know, what I'm up to. So, uh, so I was kind of cool. Start showing him the the program you used. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> click so, here. Yeah. So I was kind of cool. I just this is a side thing. I remember years ago, or no, my brother did his uh, architectural work 
for his house. I know you came by, but it was the distance was a little far. Yeah. The architect he selected, it was on one sheet, same thing. He drew everything with hand, all calculations, everything on just one sheet. So wow. it's busy everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things, if you mess up, yeah. <laughs> you have to redo everything. You have to redo everything. Yeah, yeah. So... Believe it or not, there's I mean there's still guys out there who who uh, who still draw by hand, man. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, obviously it's not as efficient as you could now, but well, especially with changes. So yeah. once you get corrections, yeah. it's like okay, you know if you got to change a couple lines. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Got to get to them. So how is it being on your own? It's good. You know, it's one of those things where like you know. Um, well, what does being on your own mean? Let's say. Well, being on my own is is obviously I have my own office. Um, I have my own projects. Um, I'm essentially running all the projects. Um, I'm the one that collects a check and, and hands out the checks. So, <laughs> uh, hopefully, a lot more collecting than that's right. Out. <laughs> that's right, man. But um, so yeah, that's that's what I mean by by myself. You know, I have my own office, I have my own projects, running my own projects. Um, obviously, it's only the architectural side, uh, design side. Um, so I don't, I don't really get into like the construction side of things. Um, I do, but you know, partner up with local contractors to to be able to kind of work together. What we call like design build, where where you know they'll hire us both at the same time, one contract, one fee, um, and they'll get the project from beginning to end. So, um, you know, eventually I, I kind of would like to get involved in that kind of process, like as as my own. But uh, but for now, you know, I want to be able to deal with the architecture side first. And you're saying be involved in like the general contractor part, or you? Yeah, like like being the general contractor, you know, uh, hiring all the you know contractors or, or subcontractors, and mm-hmm. and uh, managing the project, you know, over, seeing it through all the way, you know, to the end. Mm-hmm. So, um, which you know that has its advantages. Um, you know, it's more efficient. Um, it could save you some money if, if, if you do it right, um, and and it'll get. It, the idea is that you're you're working towards a budget, and so everybody knows what that budget is and and what the timeline is. So uh, you know because it is one team, you're, you're all working towards that that uh, the same goal. So, um, but again, you know, it's uh, I know we're also in a competitive role, so so there's always that that factor where where because there's uh, a lot of partnerships and relationships that are built with general contractors that correct correct and, and again you know sometimes i mean it's uh you see this more like on the residential side of things where where it's a little bit more competitive uh, uh meaning you could find you know you could find somebody who, who would do it for less um you know you always you will always find somebody who does it for less um it just comes down to you know who does it the best right uh who comes in highly recommended um and who you feel the most comfortable with that's true. I mean, that's probably that's one of the biggest things. Who's going to listen? I, I know, you know, you've helped us with our project, and it's still yeah. an ongoing thing. And you, we went through and interviewed contractors, and at the end of the day, you could tell some people are just happy, excited, want to do the projects. Yeah. Others don't give a, you yeah. know, don't give a, <laughs> a pepperoni slice about your, <laughs> you know, about your project, and don't are not, you know, enthusiastic, yeah. and it just, um, so yeah. I yeah, I was going with this, but <laughs> well, no, you were talking about just the you know, getting the right guy, right? Yeah. Getting the right guy for the right job, and that you feel good about. And uh, you're right, man. I mean, even even in my side of things, like there's always that um, that initial uh, interview or questions that we get, um, just to make sure that we are the right architect for the job. 
Um, and of course, always, you know, it, it comes down to making sure that we understand what they're looking for. So um, the good thing is that, you know, there aren't many architects here in Whittier. So uh, so I'm able to kind of uh, reach out to, to more more clients uh, locally. So. And even if they are, they're not as good as you, right? There you go. You <laughs> heard it from Remo. <laughs> no, not from yourself, right? Because yeah. <laughs> your, your teacher is one of those architects, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. So, so I guess we could have probably asked this question first. What does an architect do? Like, why would a homeowner or a building owner, a property owner, need an architect? So, um, you know the the uh, the reason why you would hire an architect or, or look to hire an architect is uh, is uh, is if you're trying to um, let's look at the residential side because because you could hire an architect for for different types of projects, but Let's look at the residential side. So, if you wanted to add on square footage to the house, and and potentially, you know, with the addition, you got some remodel of the interior of the house. Um, you want to be able to have. You might have a general idea of what you want, but but um, but why you would hire an architect is so they could guide you through the process, uh, but also offer their their experience, uh, their wealth of knowledge uh, um, for that specific project. Um, so, for example. Uh, actually, yesterday we were, I was talking to a client of mine, who's uh, who is adding square footage. Uh, actually, a second floor to his house. Um, he's doing a master suite uh, with two bedrooms and a loft. And um, he brought me a plan that that he said was uh, what he wanted. Um, he said, "Can you just modify a couple things here and there, and let's get it going?" Right. Well, I started looking at it. The bedrooms are like eight by eights. And the master suite's like a, it's a 22 by, uh, 22 by, by 18. No, uh, 28 by 18. And I'm like. Eight by eight small. <laughs> yeah, I'm that like, I know. I go, are you, are you okay with it? He goes, yeah, these are great. He goes, uh, 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 just let's, let's wrap this thing out so you can get to the city. Cause he, he wanted to get it built. He's, he's actually like, a he's a partner with the builder who, who, you know, they're ready to go on the project. So I kind of explained to him. I said, "Look, you know, it's uh, an eight by eight. First of all, it's, it's too small." I said, uh, "He goes, oh, well, they're there for my kids." I'm like, "I go, listen, I go, I don't care how small of a kids you have, it's, <laughs> unless they're uh, always going to stay yeah, too. They're they're not. I mean, they're going to want space. You know, they're going to want space. That's probably most of the time they're going to spend is their bedroom and resale. I mean, you can build well, it just for your well resale. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, for me, it was more functionality, right? It's it's making sure that that you know." You're gonna be able to fit everything in that room, and uh, I was giving him an example of a project we just finished, where there we had bedrooms that were twelve by twelves uh, for children, and um, and when we actually went out and looked at them, the owners still thought they were too small, based on everything they put in. Like they got a, they didn't get a twin size bed; they got a bigger bed, and yeah. and uh, they got a some furniture. Twelve by twelve is a decent room. Oh, it's a decent room. I, I you know, I tell I tell clients that like the smallest you might want to go for for a child or, or even like a guest bedroom is probably like a ten by ten. Mm-hmm. Um, you could get away with that, but anything less than that, you're you're. I mean, especially for new stuff, right? If it's existing, then you do whatever you have there. But um, but anyways, that's an example of where. Of where you know somebody or an architect in this case would would give you that that feedback, um, and and uh, could guide you through the process of making uh, a wise choice on this remodel or addition. So what happened? Did he take your advice? Well, yeah. So we're gonna now. I got to work this weekend, 
and uh, <laughs> and get some, get them on new plan by Monday. So, uh, um, but again, that's the value that that you get from an architect. You know, somebody who could who could plan something for you, taking your ideas, taking your vision, and really putting it on paper. Um, and again, that that it functions, right? That it functions and it flows uh, for the entire house. Because the last thing you want is that. You know, somebody comes in, especially when you sell it. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you've done. You've walked into homes, Remo. Eight where, by eight bedroom. When you have a, well, a no. twenty by thirty yeah, master. Yeah. Well, not even that. But like when you walk into uh, to a house and like you know the living room feels good, and then like you know you walk into the kitchen, you're like, what the hell happened to the kitchen? You know. And that's and that's typically when an architect is not involved. I mean, it, you notice it more when they add in bedrooms because yeah. it's a bedroom off of a bedroom. Yeah, and yeah. F- from a functional standpoint, you, an architect, uh, hopefully, would never do something no, like no, that. No, no, yeah. So you would have to rework the space to yeah. make them all true bedrooms, not like a pass-through room. Yeah, because yeah. that middle room is not going right. to be an office. <laughs> it's going to be a playroom. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not a bedroom. And, and those are the things. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's almost, so we look at it up front, obviously, with the idea that it flows. Obviously, at the end of the day, it, it's got to make sense when you ever want to sell. Um, and, uh, yeah, cause the last thing you want to do is that things start standing out, uh, and don't look like they were part of the original plan. Right. So, uh, so we're kind of like master planning for, for, for the whole house. Um, so that's kind of like the, the, the residential side, the commercial side, something similar. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I do, I do both commercial residential, uh, the commercial projects. I do more like, uh, uh renovations, uh, uh, we call them tenant improvements, which is, uh, you know, taking in whether it's a restaurant or a coffee shop or, or uh, um, you know, office that, that's coming in and, and, and redoing the, all the interior mm-hmm. uh, space. Same thing. We'll go in there, kind of give them our rules of thumbs and, and, and experience uh, on past projects, um, you know, so we can make sure that they got the right size for offices, the right size for conference rooms. You know, the kitchen works. You know, it's laid out properly. Um, what cool projects have you done here in in Whittier that we can go check out your work? Oh man, I've done so many projects. Well, uh, majority of the cool projects are here in Whittier. I mean, it's um, I've been fortunate to to work with uh, with Liba and Geo uh, on their projects. So uh, if you go check out Live Coffee Shop uh, down on Greenleaf, did Lake. you uh, put together that wing? That idea. So so here so. Um, the so countertop is a, is a full it's size a wing. it's a yeah it's a it's a Cessna uh, Cessna forty seven uh, um, wing and uh, full span um, so it's a double wing um, but that's her that's her like uh, trademark that's her their mm-hmm. their look you know yeah the um, the branding is like their branding yeah right? so uh, so if you go to the original place out in Riverside they have half a wing which is kind of cool so when we saw it they're like yeah we want to do the same thing over there you know. So anyway, so that's kind of like their their branding. Um, uh, you know, Geo had has a really good eye for for picking materials and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so uh, he was able to kind of put that all together. So that's uh, not one of your options on the architectural software <laughs> <laughs> airplane wing. Airplane wing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what kind of wing? It's a seven forty seven. Yeah, wing. yeah. So, but that was that was a nice project, man. I, yeah, I really like the way it turned out. I yeah. mean, it's. Uh, you know, Liba and Gio, I mean, they, they uh, when they do things, they do them well, man. I mean, mm-hmm. so that's one space. The other one is uh, the space right behind them, which is the Bailey's Juicery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a small space, but, man, it, when you're in there, it, it feels right, you know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, kind of same, kind of same feel. So was that your – the flooring, was that your idea where it no, meshed from wood to tile? No, that was – I think that was Gio's idea. 
That's or beautiful. Levi. That's what I forget we want to do one of those two. Uh, but yeah, that was their idea of kind of bringing those together. Um, I think it turned out really well. I mean, the uh, w- when we first originally looked at it, I think it was all going to be tile. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, they incorporate the wood look into it. So yeah, that was kind of cool. I mean, that's exactly what we want to do for more living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so that's the other one. And then um, uh, what else have I done here? Um, How about all projects that you're working on now? Well, projects that I'm working now is um, – uh, again, I got the the pleasure of working Remo's with house. How about that? With, uh, that priority on the yeah, list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saving yours for last, man. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm Taj working, Mahal. right? I'm working with uh, with uh, Ricardo on on the brewery downstairs. So um, you know, that's moving along. But again, you know, he he's a very creative guy, uh, very hands on dude. You know, so um, you know, we're we're constantly. You know, texting back and forth, and and uh, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And and uh, we've gone through the plan several times, and and you know, we revise things here and there just to you know. So, what is the brewery? I know maybe some people that don't know what it is. Can you explain what the overall space is and how big it is? And well, it's a pretty big space. I mean, we're talking about almost ten thousand square feet. Um, and he has he has the um, if you don't know, it's the first floor of my building, the Nixon building. Um, it's a f- the whole first floor, which used to be the bank, which um, used to be a visa, which used to be a visa, cues, cues, and all that. Um, and so he's taking all that space. Plus, there's an outdoor patio, um, and that's part of it as well. That's yeah. part of it as well, yeah. And so his his whole concept is that it's it's a it's a dining hall. Um, it's actually called uh, Poet Gardens um, at the Nixon. He Plaza. didn't like Remo's Garden. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe if you if you sponsor him or kick him back something, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Yeah, right? I'll buy beer there. But yeah. <laughs> it's like a baseball park, right? You can, yeah, <laughs> buy a little section. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's, uh, his concept is it's a dining hall. It's where people come together and eat, hang out, and then everything else it, it kind of ties into it. Like the brewery is one component, which is a uh, Whittier Brewing Company, um, and then and that'll got, be his. Right. Yeah, it'll be his. Uh, um, it'll be his uh, that you know they'll be running with uh, as as a brewery, mm-hmm. uh, and then they'll have you know a couple food stations. Um, so how big are these stations? They're a good size, man. I mean, you're talking about maybe like uh, like eleven by eleven. Uh, there's there's small. I will say they're small kitchens, but they're small for what they're what they're doing. So, uh, you know, I know the food concepts he's still kind of working on, but... But they'll have their own refrigerators, or are they bringing finished food? Is it kind of like the Grand Central Market kind of thing, like stalls? Yeah, like that? yeah, kind of like the idea of so Grand have Central have Market. So they fully working kitchens. Correct, correct. The only difference is, obviously, it's Ricardo, and it's a lot cooler, you know? Yeah, a, totally, obviously. Um, <laughs> but that's that's the idea. It's, you know, you, you create these... these Thanks uh, for seeing this. Yeah. <laughs> Fired. These d- different venues where you could, you know... Have a good beer, but then have an option of having different foods. So, uh, um, so yeah. So that's that's kind of moving along. It's uh, it's fun, um, and then um, and then I'm actually got a couple more projects that are on the boards that are that are, one looks like it's it's moving forward. The other one is is kind of still on the funding side of things, uh, but we're trying to bring uh, a rooftop uh, restaurant um, here in Uptown. So um, uh, any details? Can you say details? Yeah, yeah. It's a new Canton who's uh, 
who's looking to do the project. Um, look outside your window right now and just yeah. kind of look at the roof. <laughs> and uh, and so they're they're uh, they're we're on the process of getting that through the city. But um, man, if, if he could get if once he get, gets that approved and he gets it built out, I mean, it's be be really cool, man. That's it's because so uh, cool. you really don't have anything around here that has something like that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I did a concept plan for for the um, for the uh, uh, museum. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's actually that one back there. I don't, I don't know if you guys ever saw it, but it's oh. one right next to the the little sketch. Um, oh. It's a little M by seventeen. Oh, right yeah, that, for their rooftop. Yeah, yeah. So they're that bottom one went next to the color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bottom left. Yeah, that's so, nice. So that one's uh, that one's um, yeah, that one. You could, yeah, you can pull it off. So uh, Tim over at the museum um, had approached me. Uh, this is a, this is about a year ago or so, and um, he had this great idea of of, of making use of that rooftop because mm-hmm. um, if you don't know that, I think he mentioned it when we were at that maybe In the, the episode, podcast. Yeah, the 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 building itself when it was first designed, it was designed uh, to to sustain like. You know, nuclear bombings yeah, and stuff like that, right? Right, right. right. Um, and and they had designed that that building to have a fourth floor, um, which they never built. They never oh, built the fourth wow. floor. So, um, so they so have what the would this space be? Would it be? I mean, it looks like an outdoor club or something. I, yeah. Well, it's an out. I, yeah, it's, it's an like outdoor kind of lounge restaurant place. Um, Dude, the you know, wedding they, museum will be popping. Yeah, yeah. So right now, the the if you look at, out the window. They have this tower that comes up, so that's the elevator that actually takes you to a rooftop. Oh, so so that's you come cool. out, um, you come out, and so the hills are like in this direction. Um, downtown's in this direction, and so uh, you come out, and um, to the left you would have kind of like the gathering bar area, bar. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you keep going toward, towards the back. That becomes more of your kind of dining area. Uh, you go way towards the end, that becomes your private dining. Or event dining space, and then uh, everything towards the right of that is kind of your lounge uh, seating, which is kind of like big, big. Uh, and do you get views from here? Yeah. Are there so, trees in the way? Um, no, because he he's right at the level where you're Above clearing the canopy of the oh, tree. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Um, so this is all downtown LA view. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is kind of looking back to downtown. So you you have all this cleared, kind of like the view we have right now. Yeah. Really? That yeah. Nice? yeah. And then, um, and then this is the view looking back, which is you could see the hills in the back. Yeah. So, um, and Christine, we could probably put a picture of this if we can share it. Yeah, is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll we'll definitely cool. put this on the Instagram. People are really <laughs> five people minutes are like, what does it even like, look uh, like? Huh? Yeah, no, we this have is, it on the Instagram. I mean, this looks like it would belong in, in LA, in yeah. Hollywood, in yeah. Miami. I know it's really nice. Yeah, man. Tim, Tim had had that idea. Um, at that time, I was working with Tim and Kyle. Um, and they were, you know, this is kind of like what they're envisioning. Um, and their whole idea is that they, they were going to create the space so they could start uh, do two things. One is obviously generate a little bit more income because they're, they're a, opening a club. They're not profit, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then second is so they could attract more visitors to the museum, you know. Because um, you you're right, you ask people, hey, do you know Whittier has a museum? Like They're like, what? Yeah. Is it Whittier a museum? <laughs> yeah, right. Whittier is so, uh, so anyway, so that, that was kind of like the whole idea. So, uh um, so those are the kind of cool projects projects I got going on here in Whittier. Uh, the other one that I'm working on, which is uh, hopefully completed soon, is is from uh, from a client who just uh, has been a pain in the butt so far. 
squeakiest uh, wheel. <laughs> right? Squeak. I wish. <laughs> I bring WD-40. I bring <laughs> grease. Nothing works. No, no. Um, it's a, a project we worked on, which yeah. is your house. Uh, um, One of many projects. We had a couple more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was more intimate, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Just come into my bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's the living room. Well, no, because it, I mean, it's 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 been uh, you know, it's not just working with you, but it's also working with your wife, which at that time she was still your wife, your like fiance, it. you know, yeah. um, and just kind of seeing the dynamics between you guys, between me, and kind of trying to see the you know the the grand vision, right? Because yeah. um, you both have different different tastes. Just listen to me, Jesse. You'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> different tastes. She, she doesn't listen to all the podcasts, so uh, she's, she'll miss this one. Yeah. Um, so, so that was kind of cool. I mean, it's uh, I, I know it was a long process, um, torturous. Uh, no, <laughs> no, and it's not even that. It's it's getting started. I mean, we closed escrow in May, and we swung our first hammer August twenty eighth. So it's three months. Wow. From architect, engineer, city, city, and then some more city, and then going back, and it, it, it was just so. It took three months to get the plans finally approved. And I think we're going to finish the project in like three months. So, wow. yeah, we moved really fast. And it's funny because when we were first talking, you wanted to be done in October. Yeah, before the wedding. And, uh, <laughs> and I know that was always the challenge because, you know, one was trying to find a contract that was willing to sign up for yeah. that a schedule. And then two, we didn't have approved plans. So yeah. you couldn't build even if you wanted to. So, um, so, so here, I'll, I'll pretend like I am going through the process again because I yeah. think in the beginning even being in real estate knowing what an architect really does compared to an engineer yeah. and that dynamic I think that's a real eye-opener for most people that you know are homeowners or building owners or whatever it might be that they want to have improvements yeah. so we first went to you and said hey Jesse we have this crazy idea of doing this 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 and this then that point you put it on on some conceptual type yeah, at that point we're like, right. Well, first we got to go out there, and measure the house, right, and um, figure out what we have, kind of like inventory, right? See mm-hmm. what we have, what we're gonna remove and keep, and and uh, we met, we met once or twice, kind of probably many go, times. <laughs> well, initially, just yeah. so I could get your guys' feedback of what you're trying to do and and what makes sense, um, uh, and then we met again just to kind of show you the options of the plans and stuff like that. Um, and then from that point, it was kind of like, you're like, all right, let's get it done. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, by that point, it was like, <laughs> you know, you approved it. Let's yeah, go, Jesse. Let's, let's keep go. moving forward. But, but again, that process, you know, takes time. And, and it, for me, I always forget, uh, and I always forget to sit down and really explain to clients, uh, what that means, you know? Yeah. Um, so if someone's listening right now. Yeah. yeah. So, so if, if, uh, if I had a client, you know, for the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, we'll go out there. Uh, we'll set up an appointment to to do like a complimentary uh, site visit, uh, so we could you know get a little bit more information about the project. Which is awesome, by the way, because what I learned going through the process, more on the engineering side, yeah. anyone that wants to come to your house is charging. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times they don't even want to see the dang house. Yeah, yeah. They just want you to send them the plans, yeah. and then they'll. You know they'll get to it when they can. And yeah, it was, yeah. I don't know, that part was a little weird. But yeah. Sorry, carry on. So, so that's yeah. So once we meet, you know, we'll, we'll obviously uh, get your ideas, what you want to do. We'll, we'll look at the, the place or the site. Um, I'll, I'll jot down ideas. 
We'll come back to the office. We'll put together a proposal for you to review, which mm-hmm. spells out, you know, what we're going to, like, essentially the, the services we're going to provide and how we're going to provide them, and obviously what the cost would be to do the work. Uh, once we get signed off on that, then, you know, the next couple of days we're out there measuring the house or building, whatever it is. Uh, like I said, just to get, like, an inventory of what's there. Um, we'll bring that back, you know, put together a couple options uh, for you to review based on, on, on your your kind of ideas, our ideas, uh, what we think sh- it should be, um, we'll sit down and meet. You know, we'll, we'll probably, you know, you'll like something that I put together or you might like something that you kind of wanted originally. And, and at the end of the day, we wind up by have a, having a plan that has, you know, a mesh of both, you know. And what is that um, timeline that we just So timeline, so we're talking about, um, you know, uh, so from the initial, when, when we go out there and measure, I mean, it usually takes about a day, uh, you know, a couple hours to measure, a couple hours to put it together, a, a plan. Um, and then from there, it's a couple of days for me to start putting these options together. Uh, so so initially, by the time that, that I go out there, measure, and then we're sitting down and meeting to review these plans, uh, you'll probably talk about, you know, within a week or two. Um, and then uh, And then from that point, it will take about another week or two to revise drawings if we need to revise them based on that meeting. And then uh, from that point, you're talking about another two to three weeks to get uh, uh, what we call as engineering, which is uh, uh, I work with a structural engineer who, who uh, if it's a house or remodel, uh, I usually bring him on board so he could do all the uh, structural calculations and all that stuff. Um, so at the end of the day, you're probably talking about, uh, what was that, two, four, uh, seven. Talk about eight weeks by the time we we meet to the time we're submitting to the city. Yeah, and that's something that me as a homeowner I would have never thought it would take that long. Yeah, yeah, I would get I would give you a call all the time and say, "Well, you measure, okay? Well, I can go help you measure, and then <laughs> can we go back to the office and <laughs> can we finish it in an hour because so we can speed up the process yeah. and you know and part of that is thinking that the world revolves around our projects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and you're that's right. Not the case. It's not the case, but you're right. I mean, it's uh, and that's again my job, right? It's my job to educate the client. Uh, but that's usually the way it goes. I mean, it's like uh, even with the education, people yeah, are saying really. Well, uh, oh, I haven't tried it yet, but yeah. but uh, you know, I think setting that expectation is important. Yeah. But it's still from a, from a consumer looking at okay, if we need to just change this design element, maybe yeah. we're moving a wall a foot instead of whatever two feet. You would think it's click 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 and you're done, but obviously that's not the case. There's yeah, it's not the case. And and like I said, it's uh you know I've had clients where they'll yeah same thing. They're like oh well even though we decide on this plan, we still want to make like a change. You know, can you make that change? Like okay, well I'll have it to you within a within a week. Within a week? It's like can you just do it now? <laughs> yeah. Like can, can we get like tomorrow? <laughs> I'm like no. I go unfortunately you know it's uh, it's gonna take about that and and um. Yeah, because uh, I mean, because like, I'm on my own, you know. It's I, I got other projects that I'm working on, and and sometimes you know I gotta uh, I'm I'm bringing projects in as they come, you know. So so you said earlier structural. So in our case, we, you came in, did all that design, yeah. got it ready, and then we brought an engineer. Yeah. Why did we have to pay that two thousand <laughs> that engineer or two thousand plus? Um, so, so, uh, you know, not, not every project is, uh, uh, will require something different, right? Mm-hmm. In this case, this is your house where you were, uh, you had to, uh, reinforce uh, a couple floors. Uh, you were adding an outdoor deck, um, 
and uh, you're you're exposing some more of the um, kind of roof framing, right? Mm-hmm. So you get those vaulted ceilings. Um, so at that point, you know, you, you we had to bring in a, an engineer because uh, the way I like to put it is that the architect kind of uh, is is there to do the 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 aesthetics, like what the space is going to look like, you know, what the building is going to look like. And then the engineer or structural engineer would be the guy who's going to uh, design it so it stands up, right? So it's well supported. Um, so that's the reason why we, we brought in the structural engineer. Um, and like I said, uh, typically for, for the projects that I work on, I usually bring bring uh, the, the guys that I work with, um, whether it's a structural engineer, a mechanical engineer, electrical engineer, or plumbing engineer. Uh, I, I try to bring them as, as, a, as a whole team. Um but yeah, I mean that that project is uh it's uh it's almost complete, right? It is. You know, I think 2019 is our completion date. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it it it's moving really fast and I, I think yeah. a lot of times it's it's it wasn't the architect the engineer. Unfortunately, it's it's the city and yeah. and the same thing they are, they're not just waiting for me to come and be like, "Hey guys, I'm here to submit yeah. my plans." You know, they have a lot of projects across the board, stuff happening on Whittier Boulevard yep. that's, you know, to me as a consumer, I think, okay, obviously there's more money being collected on a project that they're building, the like BevMo that was recently built or all that mm-hmm. other stuff than it is for my house. And I, you know, I understand that, but yeah. uh, it took five weeks for the plans to be remo- uh, uh, <laughs> reviewed. reviewed and um, anyway, that's... Yeah, remember well, when there in the... only one guy working down there? There's one, per- right? Like one person working down there to review all the plans. I don't get too gangster right now. Yeah. It, okay. it took well, a lot longer than I would have thought. And, and, I, and I think just personally, selling you know real estate, um, that's why a lot of people don't get permits that's because right. you know it's waiting five weeks that, that you know altogether it was three three months of yep. waiting and planning and doing all this stuff which is you know fine but that's three mortgage payments yeah and you know that means we're living somewhere else for yep. three months and and that's before we can even get started yep. so it you know it all adds up and that's why it's just so much easier and not to not to mention the the fees that yeah i mean we're I think forty five, forty eight hundred dollars yeah. in just paper fees. That, yeah. um, anyways. Yeah, no, you're right. I remember the first time we walked in to submit the plans. They were like, "Well, how, how quickly can we get these?" Uh, yeah, next. Can they come tomorrow? Two, three weeks. I think they said two, oh, three I, weeks. I, I right? can tell you because it's mem- it's like in in green. Yeah, yeah in, <laughs> they gave us two options. They said you can do. We can send it out to an outside uh, yeah. firm. It takes two weeks. For them to review, and then if you have any corrections, it's two weeks. Or we do it in-house, three weeks, and then the changes are over the counter. And we said, all right, three weeks sounds good to us. By week five, (laughs) we were still asking where. and and, But nevertheless, you know, they had to do what they did, and I I understand they had some people maybe not in all the time or other commitment. But it, it, it is just frustrating when you, you know, we're interviewing contractors, we're doing all this stuff. And the contractor's like, all right, I can start next week, but we have to wait, you know, three more weeks for the yep. plans to come back. And so we missed out on a contractor that took another job because they're not gonna kind of hang out. Yeah. So. And that's a that's a sad part, man, because it's uh you know every city is kind of experiencing that you know they're they're uh, they're either you know have too many projects coming in and not enough staff, or or they're understaffed. Um, and uh you know can't keep up with the project so um 
which is a good it's a strong economy people are doing and and moving and shaking which is good yeah but i like i agree they it takes a while to bring on that person maybe get them trained and by that time the economy adjusts (laughs) and you got a full staff but no projects coming in so now and the crazy thing is that your project is pretty i I don't want to say it's like simple like you know no big issues but it's a it's uh, less complicated than the other projects that we've worked on. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, for it to take that long and, and go through our process. I, yeah, it wasn't I like we were building a house. No, yeah. yeah. It was we are moving yeah. a couple walls. Yeah. We have, you know, a, a, an architect that's certified by the state. We have yeah. an engineer that, yeah. you know, has his credentials as well. So it wasn't like we're asking the city to yeah. to design it. Yeah. So I don't know. So here, going going back to our, our initial uh, when we first met on the house, um, I'll, I'll give you uh, another reason why you hire an architect. Um, when we first talked about the house, um, I think you were just putting an offer in. We were walking the space, and you you gave me your ideas, and your ideas were were to, awesome. Right? To, uh, yeah, I mean they're great ideas. It's just you know again we're looking at it from a functionality and what makes sense. Um, uh, your ideas were that you were going to put the master bedroom, uh, the whole master suite on on the other side, where you're, where you have two existing bedrooms and a, a bath, right? Oh yeah, that's and right. And then the and then you're going to relocate those those bedrooms off to the other side, which is where your your master suite is now. Um, obviously, we started looking at it, and and uh, it made more sense from a cost perspective too, to just keep that whole side of the house as is. Obviously, just renovate it. Um, and really use the other side uh, more for your your, your master suite. Um, and uh, again, once you move in and once you start occupying it, then you'll know uh, whether it was the right choice or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, it doesn't it's matter. What, what, yeah. yeah. But you uh, can sell it, yeah. or you just live with it. But it's like little things like those, you know, like like you have you know you have an idea, but then just getting a, a, an outside uh, point yeah, of view. I, I think that's to, huge um, because. When I appro- when I was approach you, I've rethought of that idea in my mind yeah. hundreds of times. Yeah. So it was the best idea in the world because yeah. it was so ingrained in my head. Yeah. But when you get a fresh perspective yeah. and you start saying, "Well, do you want to do this?" I'm like, "Oh, it's a lot better idea than, yeah, yeah, yeah. than I had." Yeah. So, so as again, those are those are little things that that you know you could say, you know, that's a value we bring. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you know uh, you get. You get projects like you said that that you know people don't want to spend that extra cost, um, and might hire somebody who, maybe a contractor who's able to, to kind of put together some plans or ideas yeah. on the last project. Um, but but sometimes it's you know, yeah. most contractors don't have that creative side. Yeah. So that they'll execute whatever you tell them. So if I would have went to the contractor without. The, the plans that you made and, and we converted those two bedrooms yeah. into one bedroom and reshifted some rooms. It was said, great, we'll do that. Here's a bid for it. Yeah. But I think having that design element and what's the highest and best use of what you have within the budget you have, yeah. it most contractors just don't have that yeah. Yeah. because they're just, you know, they, they build stuff, they fix stuff, and, and that's it. Yeah. They don't yeah. do anything. So that's, that's the reason why you hire an architect. And so. we hired the best architect <laughs> in, in all of Whittier. There you go, man. Give me that twenty bucks now, Jess. No. <laughs> Only. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's that's, uh, that's kind of why we do it. Cool. Very cool. Christine. Christine, you've been awfully yeah. quiet. I, quiet I think the beer kicked in or the pizza <laughs> kicked in. Like, 
<laughs> you put on Saturday, sunglasses. I did. It's bright out. Um, <laughs> How was your yeah. Friday night? Should we talk about that? <laughs> yeah. No, let's not. But um, let's get to some Whittier questions. I was hanging out in Uptown Whittier last night. Uh, Colonial I saw you like at five in the morning when I was waking so up. You were, <laughs> you were in your car sleeping. Yeah, right. Wow, you had a no. lot funner night no, than I did. No, my friend Laura drove. Shout out to Laura. Oh, and uh, so she's the DD. But um, anyway, where do you frequent, Jesse, on a good Friday night when you're out with your pals? And you put the sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't have a go-to. It's. Um, I, I frequent every every uh, every place here. I'm not. I'm an equal opportunity. <laughs> I'm an equal, yeah. <laughs> Equal opportunity spender, um, but every place has like a, a specific thing. Like uh, you know, like if I want to get um, a drink, you know, you know, we like going to Vintage Cafe. Uh, they got my wife likes the uh, the mango martini. Sounds like, refreshing. I like their uh, their old fashioned, which is really good. And then your uh, blonde. Uh Bikini blonde. My bikini blonde. If I need to get a beer and I want this one specific, specifically, then I'm at the at the uh, bottle room. So you don't. Um, do you tell your wife, "Hey, I'm, honey, I'm gonna go get a bikini blonde." Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna She's go like, ha- "Good luck." Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go hang She's out like, with the no, blonde. No, I'm a brunette. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, every every place is good. You know, the the one I actually recently went to, um, and I'm not a big breakfast guy. Um, but, uh, but I had, I had a good breakfast, which, and I, I, I gotta go back for lunch, maybe, uh, try them out. It's the, it's at Auntie's. They have this, um, uh, Tres Leches, uh, uh French, French toast. toast. Mm, Those things are amazing, man. Like caramel and stuff? They're just, oh, they're like, I mean, you know what Tres Leches is, right? The mm-hmm. cake? Mm-hmm. So just imagine that on a French toast, uh, mm. well, with a good cup of I think of Christine's coffee. waking up. Welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Welcome now. to the party. Oh, desserts. Sounds sounds really good. Um, How about you? Always ask this question to other people: chilaquiles. Oh yeah, that's right. You know what, um, man? It's tough because uh, the place I like is actually out of Whittier, man. It's uh, beep. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's out of Whittier, man. They make a really good one, man. It's uh, Bakersfield. I, yeah, <laughs> it's way out there. But uh, um, here locally, well, what is it? I mean, yeah, what, oh, well, it's uh, it's actually in. Um, in um, oh, what's it called? Um, that far, huh? Damn, what's the city <laughs> right, right here? Uh, the courts, where the courts are at? Uh, Norwalk. Norwalk, yeah. It's um, is it Norwalk? Yeah, Norwalk. It's uh, it's called uh, uh, Los Primos. Wait, Los Primos is a taco truck. No, no, there's a Russian called Los. Uh, oh, really? Los Primos. Los Primos Chilaquiles. Anyway, I think it's called Los Primos. Okay. It's a restaurant. It's um, it's right there by um, man, I'm blacking out what the streets are, but you know where that big water tower is at? Uh, is it a water tower? San Antonio? No, Pioneer and Rosecrans. It's a Five Points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. guy's you're from there, so yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, me. <laughs> you know. So, uh, so it's in a little and on, on that street. Arcades are there. We yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they make some real, I mean, either you get them red or green, uh, you can go either way, man, but they're really good. Uh, and the reason why I like them is because they're, I like mine a little crunchier. Um, mm-hmm. So they get their, they make a really good, uh, um, like, uh, uh, nachos, yeah, mm-hmm. or tostadas. And um, and so they just mix it in with the sauce, and oh, man, it's really good. Nice. Um, I don't like when chilaquiles are soggy. Neither do I. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I like they're them good crunchy. and crunchy. Yeah. The way I totally cheat sometimes. Like my mom will get the 
chips from Vallarta, and then I'll yeah. just get the. I'll literally just kind of warm up the chips a little bit and the stove, yeah. and then I put the salsa and then I put the eggs on top. Yeah, yeah. But it's like so right. crunchy and perfect because yeah, so, yeah. yeah, not cool, the soggy. So, anyway, so uh, excited that you're back. I know. <laughs> But locally, I mean, if I had if I had to choose one, I mean, I know Fork and Good has a, a really good one. I like their green sauce. Um, somebody just told me about uh, the uh, Tia Pollos has uh, chilaquiles. Oh, really? So I gotta go check those out too, man. They have good um, tacos dorados. The Tia Pollos. Yeah, see, they have a lot of things. I, I, yeah. I the only thing I've had there it's was such, it's so hidden, like it's yeah, so really hidden. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's really good when you go there. I like yeah, it. So, so there you go, man. Got other places to try out. If if something in Whittier, if you had a million bucks or or an additional million bucks, I should say, <laughs> uh, what would you bring to Whittier? What would you like to see here? Um, I mean, for me, it's uh, I'd like to bring in like more residential uh, uh, living, um, whether it's condos or apartments. You're trying to move to uptown, um, yeah. <laughs> um, just kind of bring in a little bit more density for for uh, for like right in the uptown. Um, what does that mean when you say bring density? Uh, just bring more people. Bring bring more more uh, more more apartments. Essentially, like like compact as many as you can into one space. Um, but as far as parking, that's well, I hear park. I mean, I know we're always dealing with parking here. Um, it's uh, from a re- residential side. If you're gonna build anything new, then you would provide parking, right? Uh, or try to put as much much parking as you can. I know uh, long-term we're, we're adding, you know, parking structures around the area. I hope, I'm hoping that that would kind of supplement some of the parking issues we have. Mm-hmm. Um, but even at that, I mean, you, you go to you go to L.A., um, you go to Culver City, um, they're, they're in the same situation we're in, uh, but they're finding different ways uh, on, on dealing with the parking. And one of the ways, um, or a few of the ways is, uh, you know, is that they're requiring um, or, or – or not being too strict on providing parking on site, mm. so they'll they'll let you figure out a place maybe off site. You know, you put in, uh, some kind of agreement. They just you know they can provide you parking there. Mm-hmm. The other one is that they they can reduce parking by by being close to trans like public transportation. Um, I mean, especially not there. I mean, people are are constantly on bikes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or Ubering and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So. Uh, so so long as that public trans- transportation is there, then you get parking reductions. Um, same thing for um, uh, I mentioned just the park sharing, right? So like, you might be next to a a business building, um, like a residential tower might be next to a, a, a build uh, a building or office space. Mm-hmm. Um, they both share the same parking. So during the day when the people are out to work, then the business uses it, right? Mm-hmm. And when the business is gone for the day, then at the end of the night, the, the homeowners use it, right? So that kind of parking sharing uh, strategy. Um, the other one, which is kind of becoming uh, more used now, is uh, stacking, where you're oh, stacking yeah. cars. Um, I know Venice Beach does with this With lifts a lot. or with what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't so know you pull see. up, and then the lift brings the car on top of you, and then you pull in the second car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they do that in Frisco. San Francisco mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, yeah. New York, New York, York is big. Yeah. Well, a lot of these huge metropolitan cities. I think in Seattle, I even saw one of, one of those types of garages. Yeah. yeah. They're ex- I mean, I remember we rented a car one time. I don't know if it was, I think it was New York. They are expensive. It was like $70 overnight For, parking. Yeah, it was like ridiculous yeah. how expensive it is. Yeah. yeah, so it's, uh. so anyway, so that kind of concept, you know, if you, if you could do something like that and, and help with some of the parking. Uh, but anyways, for me, it's, 
If I had to bring something, it'd be bringing more residential. Um, I talked a bit about this last thing too. It's uh, uh, from a business standpoint. I, I think it'd be cool to bring in like a, a Apple store. Uh, you know, just uh, really that, an Apple well, store. Yeah, yeah, I think so because people always go to the Apple store to fix their phones, and it's like you get hungry after waiting two hours to get your phone fixed. You can go hit up a. Well, they do this thing where you, yeah, where you you sign up or make an appointment, yeah, right? right? They say, "Well, I'll come back in two hours," so exactly. you'll you know go grab something to eat, shopping, which is why you see them. You see Apple stores more at a mall, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so kind of same concept, you know. Um, plus, on top of that, you, you, when you put a, a store like that, you're 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 driving in um, a different demographic, right? It's people who actually have Had broken phones, know, yeah. <laughs> um, who who could, who are willing to spend a little bit more. Yeah, right. Um, who can afford to get their phones fixed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and plus, you make it a destination, right? People are actually coming here for a specific reason. So, um, so anyway, so that, that's uh, if I had money and uh, I knew the guy at Apple, I, I got. I'd bring, I'd I'd tell him to come yeah, invest here. I can here. give you his number. Give there you go, man. Lives down the street from Apple. I wish that was a lie. It's not. Cupertino. Where is that? Uh, it's like off the 280 by San Jose. So tell tell her that you know, there's home. a prime yeah. location here in Uptown. Yeah. Next time I go. There you go. Uh, where is the prime location? Uh, yeah, yeah. Where? Next to um, it was where the uh, Marinello uh, uh, oh, Academy was at. Nice. That's a big building. That is That's a, huge, a big space. That is a huge space. It's got parking in the back. You know. It does, um, yeah. So, so, anyways, that'd be good. What would you want, Christine? Or Remo Filler? Oh, if I were to, like, bring something. If you had $10 million in the city. If I had $10 million in the city. Chick, I'd, be, I'd move out of the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I'd build my own personal private mansion at the top of the... No. Um, actually, I think more resources for our schools. So, like, you know, we have this Measure L thing. And people are talking... Like, that people, you know, say that, oh, we don't need more monies for the libraries. But, I mean, like, have you been in the libraries? Where, like, I don't know. I think. I don't know. Have you been in the library? I have been (laughs) in the library. And it looks, like, the same as it did when I was in school. And, you know, nowadays there are more and more kids that need the resources to use the computer. Like, the schools don't have updated programming and, you know, updated, like, stuff, like, technology. You know, how are kids going to learn how to proficiently type out a resume i mean so that sounds like more of a computer lab yeah a, like a, a li- computer lab i a, think I, so in I, a library yeah a library is is books right i mean that's or a place where you can go and study but a quiet place but it ideally it just has a lot of books yeah but then also like if you're in a library libraries have certain permissions to access different databases so like you can also use it like as a research center i mean I mean, I was just actually thinking about this today or yesterday because I had done my senior project on mental health and cleanliness. Kind of like, you know, if your room is clean or if your desk area is clean, you know, your thoughts seem to be a little more organized or whatever. That's what my senior project was about. I had no idea how to research scientific journals or anything like that. And, um, I mean, it sounds like I'm writing a college paper, it's not like it's that big of a deal, but I think that kids should be more prepared when they are going into higher education if they choose to. Yeah, yeah. And have those resources. You went to Cal State Fullerton, Yeah, that I did. Yeah, well, they have a lot of resources <laughs> there. And I know. I went to could, the school. I did. They can show you how to get on what, Le- LexisNexis. Is that what it's called? 
the site. Yeah, probably. But I mean, there are a bunch of databases. Pass. But that's the thing. But that's the thing. It's like I've been to a university and I've been able to use those resources, so I know how valuable of a resource that that is, like that knowledge. So I don't know, like, and I I just want to like gang prevention programs. That's what I would just spend my money on to help the kids because I love this town and I don't want to see it. Like, I will build an arcade. Downhill. Yeah, right. Exactly <laughs> where kids could go, like. Where are we talking or, about or, this? Or adult kids. I mean, I don't know. I went somewhere. Adult kids, like 25-year-olds <laughs> like me. <laughs> 35, not 25. That's okay, more adult. Okay, more adult. Um, I, I went to uh, somewhere in downtown LA. There's an arcade. Are you talking about the arcade bar? Well, I don't know. Oh, it had a lot of arcades. They had Street Fighter bar. on a projector. It was like oh, this, cool. it was like a twenty foot wall. Yeah. And you're playing Street Fighter here, but everyone's drinking and can just watch the match. Oh nice. It, it was it was pretty damn gnarly. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. That's funny. An arcade Th- bar, let's do it. There you go, man. Yeah. That's the next investment. That would be pretty cool. Pump out the couch, man. I'll right. put the plants. I'll you. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay, I'll make the budget. Yeah. Uh Okay. All right. Any Hi. anything else, Jesse? Jesse, where can the, the our can listeners yeah, find you on the you internet? Know, if they want to, if they want the best architect, that's right, in the city of Whittier, state of California. Yeah. What's up, Whittier <laughs> approved? Yeah, that works out of the What's Up Whittier uh, headquarters. <laughs> like you that. could give your new clients a tour. Yeah, there this is like exclusive right here. We yeah, yeah. the access VIP. No, uh, so I'm on I'm on Instagram and, and Facebook. Uh, both of them is J Two Architects. Um, I got a website, but it's it's not really it's Facebook. More, yeah, it's just more of an introduction of of you know who we are. Um, but uh, but yeah, if, if anybody wants to reach out for for work or or a consultation consultation, then they can reach me at uh. How about the digits? At five six two five two two zero zero five six. Got the digits. Or you can come visit me at the office. At the what's up with your headquarters? What's up with your yeah. On the fifth floor of the Nixon Plaza. And that's on Philadelphia and what, Greenleaf in it's, front of Starbucks. Yeah, across the street from Starbucks, it's uh, I'm on the fifth floor. All right. Cool. You're gonna, I'll, I'll work crowd control. <laughs> Everyone's going to try to flock into the that's what's right. up with yeah, your That's right. you got to get security. Now they know. Yeah. Hey, well, thank you guys for the pizza, first of all. Jesse, the beer, the warm beer. Yeah, <laughs> I know, the warm beer. But, um... Yeah, we we gotta do this again, man. Maybe uh, maybe when we get Christine, uh, we interview Christine. She'll yeah. have to come around. That'll be never bringing her favorite food. It might be like how about something healthy? I, I feel I know, like I'll do that's, healthy. That's you, I'm, man. I'm all into it. No, I like eating healthy. Oh my god, I'll bring masa tacos. It's my favorite. <laughs> There's no healthy tacos. What? I don't know. I, I don't. Masa taco. I think they they don't have like lard in their tortillas than the masa. Yeah. Well, the Raja tacos are good. I'm, they're 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 really good compared to just tacos in general. Oh yeah, definitely. But it's like that's like yeah, just bring rice food. cakes. <laughs> I'll bring rice cakes and peanut butter. I bring avocado toast. Yeah, there you go. avocado toast. Yeah. All right. Got that life. Okay. All right. Alrighty. Well, Jess? thanks, Jesse. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank okay. you, Jesse. And and I, just, I know we want to mention this before next week. Oh yeah. Our Alexander Robert live episode. And we're actually sold out. Thank you so much, everybody who's um, who reached out. We have all of our seats sold out. All righty. Well, thanks, guys. Thank Bye. you. Bye, Woodier. Bye.
talking to yours, Jesse? Yes. Mine's a little loud now. Test, 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 test. Hey, 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 h